0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Keep Screaming, a horror podcast by two best friends where we dissect horror movies. Nope. Already messed up. I'm so nervous to be on camera. Uh, A horror podcast by two two best friends dissecting slasher movies one by one. You guys know the intro Uh. by now. Uh Wow. Okay, so if you don't know already, we have decided to do a live video show for our one-year anniversary, whoop, whoop. Uh, which B has been pushing me to do for a long time, and I finally just agreed to it because she said she'd do most of the legwork, which she already does on the show anyways. Um,
1: and he just panicked. Yeah,
0: I did. Uh, I mean, I you literally just saw me panic, so I'm not used to having a camera on me. I'm like, you know, like that saying like you have a voice made for radio like i'm totally that person i don't like you mean
1: I'm, a face for radio oh
0: right yeah well like well, I'm you're not like too unattractive yeah to
1: be on camera
0: <clears throat> but i guess we'll do this um i'm gonna try to be as normal He'll be okay yeah as possible so
1: this is ryan
0: hi yes uh so my, my name is b is, i'm ryan larson this is my co-host b bass that's how we usually start the episode um And if
1: you are just listening to us like normal, um, there will be a video you can find on YouTube and it will be on all of our social medias linked for you to find. If yes. you would like to look at our radio faces.
0: Uh, youtube.com slash keep screaming, something like that. Yeah, I mean you can just know.
1: search keep screaming, you'll find us.
0: Yeah. Um so Uh, We'll do the social media stuff just right up top. If you want to find us, we're on all social media. That's Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. You can find us at Screaming Cast on Facebook. You can just search Keep Screaming. Mm -hmm. Um, We are also under the Pod People uh, Podcast Network, which is produced um, and ran by our producer, Brennan Klein. Uh, So you can find us over there. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play now. I think the only one we're missing is Spotify.
1: But that's coming soon. Yes. figured it out.
0: Yeah, submitted so we'll be on there soon enough uh, so we are everywhere that you and can then find podcasts.
1: we will as of this episode coming out I will also be uploading all of our regular um, audio podcasts to YouTube. So mm-hmm. if you like to listen via YouTube um, we will have all of our backlogged um, episodes and future episodes on our youtube page and you can just search keep screaming and you'll find us
0: yeah it's about 25 or 26 episodes at this point because this I, will
1: be our 26
0: yeah because we've had a bonus well episode. no we've had no, a bonus we've episode had extra episodes, and we've done 25 movies but one was a two double so it's 24 movies but i think we've had like two bonus episodes because we had the comfort and midsummer scream so yeah we're like 26 episodes or so which would make sense because we're at a year, so that's yeah. fifty-two if we're bi-weekly.
1: Let's do math, guys.
0: Yeah, uh, this is your horror math show. Um, so <laughs> it's going to be really bad. Are just tuning in for the first time? What B and I do is we pick a slasher every two weeks to cover, and we uh, go from top to bottom on that slasher and completely dissect it from score, poster, acting, writing, directing, pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, we rank them, um, which you can find at keepscreaming.com/slash-the-list um keep in mind it's not like a list of saying like these are the best these are the worst b and i are very like positive about all the movies that we watch and we try to find something we like about all of them and so far we have um there are definitely just movies that uh we think fit the slasher formula better or that are just more enjoyable um but there's a lot of movies that might be a little lower on the list. We're going to go over the full list today, but, like, Blood Rage is number 17, and we know it's a huge, like, cult classic, Mm -hmm. like, audience favorite. a ton of fun. We had a blast watching it, especially with, like, a group of friends. Yeah. Um, It's definitely one of those movies. Um, But, yeah, just keep that in mind when you go on, because I know a lot of people might look at the list and be like, oh, like, I don't want to be... don't want to like be involved in a show that's like gonna rank and say like these are worse and that's not our goal at all
1: no we are truly looking at every single aspect that we dissect like ryan discussed when we talk about the cast and the script and the directing style and the score and the you know even just the soundtrack choices and the cinematography Mm -hmm. and we look at you know the kills and the killer and how all that works and then we're looking at The blueprint of slashers and what makes Mm -hmm. a movie a slasher as opposed to just a regular horror movie and some slashers are more to the formula and serve as a slasher better than others which Mm -hmm. are slashers but maybe serve itself better as a general horror supernatural or even like a comedy or they serve those themes better Mm -hmm. and so that's what the list is about and like ryan said We understand even the movies that, I mean, we'll tell you we did not like something, Um, but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie and that it doesn't have its merits. Right. And I think the greatest thing, one of the greatest things we've learned from doing this is we already had a really big appreciation for film and the work that went into making films, but when you truly dissect them and go over every single aspect of them, you're like, Shit. A lot of people were involved mm-hmm. in this, and a lot, a lot of, of work. hard work. Yeah, and so whether whatever the outcome was, we're still paying homage and recognizing that a lot of work went into this. Yeah, um and there are going to be films where, which luckily we haven't come across those, and we probably won't ever cover those types of films. There are going to be those films that were just put out, and there wasn't a lot of heart, or the people putting putting them out weren't good people or blah 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 there's always going to be those situations we know but for the most part film is an act of love from many different talents and crafts and it's what we're trying to celebrate
0: yep uh yeah we're both just huge fans of the genre and like B said, since a year ago deciding like when we started this like we knew what we wanted to do loosely but mm-hmm. i think over the year we've really like come to terms and like grown in a way that i really appreciate which is like we go into movies looking for things to enjoy yeah. um instead of looking for things to shit on which i think as like an 18 year old that's what i did it's like i'd go into a movie and be like i'm like what's bad about this movie or like if a movie was bad i'd be like oh like let's really tear into this movie but now i like even like movies at the bottom of our list like both the mischief nights that we covered um for our halloween one of our halloween episodes are near the bottom of the list but there are things and there are things in those movies that B and I both really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, there are aspects of those movies that we thought were super solid. So, yeah. just because they're near the bottom of the list doesn't mean like there weren't things that we truly enjoyed about those movies. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely one thing I've really, it's transcended just last year's now. It's gone to, all of my, like, all how yeah, I Yeah, you look start at looking movies. at
1: films different in general. Everything you watch.
0: And, like, just doing research. Now, like, we're lucky that everything's so readily accessible yeah. online. Because I think it makes it easier to appreciate a movie. Because when you do yeah. the background research on a movie and you realize, like, wow, like, this happened. Or, like, this person was really, like, passionate about this and, like, that's why this happened. Or being able to read something and be like maybe they didn't have the budget but Mm -hmm. they really wanted to make this movie or maybe they like they have a movie like i mean b and i a great example that we've been talking a lot about recently um online is cursed um Mm -hmm. and like a big example b and i love that movie anyways Mm -hmm. but there has suddenly surfaced that there's like this cut out there of wes craven's curse that's like much different much truer to what he was trying to make yeah and so like knowing that kind of thing can make you appreciate a movie. Which I think more.
1: there's been this like, outcry of people like, yeah, I want to see that cut because like it had some cool stuff and it's Wes. So, of course, it, there's always going to be good things about that film where we love it for how it is now. Yeah. But, of course, I would love to see like what what Wes really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got New Nightmare because of that because he finally got to do, no, this is what I really wanted to do. Like, And that movie's incredible. So it's always... And Wes had that ability because he was who he was, a master. Um, And a lot of filmmakers don't, you know, get that kind of opportunity. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to, like, look into things and go, like, okay, so maybe it didn't work perfectly because this decision had to be made.
0: Yeah. Um, And, like, there's so many, like, crazy things you'd never think about, like... Oh, this movie was shelved because, like, All the Boys Left Manny Lane was shelved because Columbine, and it was still, mm-hmm. like, too close to Columbine, so it came out, like, years later, and it felt a little, like, retrograded because of that, but then you learn about, this is why it was shelved, and you're like, okay, that makes more sense, because if this came out when it was supposed to, it fits totally much better than it did, um, and there's, like, just crazy things like that that you learn about. Um, we are not dissecting a horror movie this episode. We are not.
2: Um,
0: because it is our one year anniversary, we decided to do a special kind of like super special anniversary show, um, which is why we're doing the live uh, or the video content. Um, and we're just going to kind of look over our year of the slashers that we have covered, uh, which is 26 movies at this point. Right. Um,
1: no, 25.
0: 25 movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've covered 25 movies. Um, So you guys are going to see a little cut right there because we had a technical error. Um, But... What we were saying is this episode is dedicated to going over our year of uh, the slashers that we've done and kind of just covering lots of different things. Um, it's going to be a really really fun show. Uh, but first, we're going to again, if you're a first time listener, we do a pop culture check-in where B and I talk about um, movies that we've watched, books we're reading, things we're listening to, um, things we've done, just general like pop culture stuff. So you guys know that we love pop culture in general, not just not just slashers, but like horror as a Genre as a whole, but also film and books and gossip and everything. Um, All that stuff. We haven't done an episode since Halloween.
1: Well, and we recorded that early.
0: Yes. So our pop culture check-in, just so you guys are aware, will be heavily Halloween-focused. Because, of course, all of our Halloween viewing was done around then. We're not going to cover everything because... I mean, I know I watched 31 horror movies, um, and we don't need to cover all 31 horror movies. So we're just going to touch on things that we feel it's important to touch on.
1: Um, And we're going to talk about Halloween in general. So we went to Disneyland. Um, We called it our unbirthday Mm -hmm. 30th bash. So Ryan and a few of our other friends, including my husband, they all hit, we're all winter fall babies, um, Ryan starts us off in September and then literally in our friend group, it's one right after another from September to February,
2: of turning thirty. Um,
1: yeah. of turning 30. And so we all managed to get together as 12 of us and go down to Disneyland. Um, and we were there for Halloween. So we did that yep. for three days. You went for four, but yeah. most of us went for three. Um,
0: you guys can check our keep screaming Instagram, by the way, to see pictures. B and I, uh, you know, Got in front of the Headless Horseman and met Jack and Sally, which was. If you guys have never taken the time out, because I, even though I lived there for three years and went to Disneyland all the time, I was always like, I'm not super into meeting characters. I don't really know what I'm going to say to them. Mad props to those guys, though, for being so quick on their feet
1: and being I love able to hold a
0: conversation with you yeah. in character. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Um,
1: it's really insane. And I don't care that I'm like in my late 20s we weren't there with any kids I love meeting the characters because not only do I love the character in the movie from whatever they are like I always meet Rapunzel because she's my favorite but it's just like Ryan said it's incredible to talk to them and they stay in character and the mm-hmm. things they say it's just to me it I just makes me so happy and it's so fun because you're like oh what are you gonna say and we're gonna have a conversation and like, they'll ask you what your favorite part of the movie is. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I liked that because and I'm like, this is so cool. And I don't know. And that's even, like, you can come back to appreciating the craft of acting. It's yep. like these are, like, extreme. The memorization that these um, actors have to have to be able to know that their film and their character are like, the back of their hand for people asking them questions. And we met Jack and Sally. And, oh, man. Yeah, it they were so, so fun. cool.
0: Uh, Jack asked me where I worked. And I told him Starbucks. And he's like, oh, you make your own potions. Um, and then he asked, like, he complimented my beard and asked what it was made of. And I was like, hair. Hey, and he's like, oh, it looked like spider legs. Um, and then it, it was just like, yeah, it's crazy that yeah. they have to know those characters inside and out and, like, yeah. the world that they exist in so they can have a conversation with you in character. Um, and they're not just quoting lines from a movie and they're not just, like, using that character's voice. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're able to totally become that character which is really wildly impressive um and yeah and Sally did the same with b Um, yeah
1: it was great i was wearing like hocus pocus like many ears and she was telling me like oh i have heard not so nice things about the sanderson sisters i'm like yeah they're not good witches i'm like but you're good and she's like but i'm not a witch and i'm like you're right you're not a witch she's like i just dabble in some potions and it was great it was super fun we found the halloween tree and oh
0: yeah the halloween tree they um so if you guys don't know they uh once a year during halloween they turn one of the trees in Frontierland into the halloween tree based on ray bradbury's famous um story the halloween tree which is really cool because it's just like this it's like normally it's not like a huge tree or anything it's It's just like this yeah it's a small like little oak tree but then they just fill it with pumpkins um there's a picture of that on there too just really incredible like they They really get into Halloween now. Yeah. Um, They have definitely, like, realized what a moneymaker it is. Um, everything is Halloween themed. All the food, every like gift shop, like I mean, Space Mountain, Guardians of the Galaxy, Haunted Mansion, everything gets Hall- Halloween yeah. themed. Now they've started like even every shop in like the like Frontierland had Dia de los Muertos um, like merchandise mm-hmm. and a cocoa thing that you can do. There was so
1: much cocoa stuff, which was incredible. Yeah, um, and um, awesome in Disney California. That was a mm-hmm. whole like cocoa area when I went down there. Um, with my friend Lo we watched a mariachi band Um, so super cool and if you're a fan of the holiday which usually if you're a horror fan you love Halloween too um, it's just a really cool place to be and see like Halloween really celebrated
0: Mm -hmm. and it was the Coco stuff was amazing because it was really cool to see lots and lots of like Mexican heritage families, like, mm-hmm. wearing Coco stuff and mm-hmm. being super excited yeah, to be represented. Represent, yeah, to yeah. be represented in the park, which was, yeah. I thought it was incredible because I was like, I love that movie, obviously, uh, but I was walking yeah. around and I was like, there was so much Coco stuff, so like, not just self- selling it, but, like, people wearing Coco uh-huh. stuff, like, shirts they made, um, so, yeah, it's, uh, and I mean, that makes sense. Coco's, like, I think the number one animated movie ever in Mexico, and it's, like, top five box office there. It's huge. It's huge. Uh, Yeah, so we did Disneyland, which was incredible. Um, B hosted her annual Halloween party, which was a blast. Everyone got really into costumes this year.
1: Yes, it was super fun.
0: Yeah, like we had, I mean, our friend Derek dressed up as one of the most scarily accurate leather faces. Not because his makeup was necessarily, like it was a store-bought costume. But the way he moved. Oh
1: my gosh. (laughs) The way
0: he moves as a person was so weirdly appropriate for Leatherface. All
1: of us were just like equally like laughing and creeped out at the same time and he refused to like take his mask off Oh, ever. and he kept like having a chainsaw that I, not a real one but like a toy one but it did rev and he would just go
0: oh all night and just over his yeah. head and, and like he, it seemed he seemed to never tire no. which I didn't understand at all I have
1: a few videos I'll have to post it to um or keep screaming i posted to my personal instagram and it's like him just trying to like drink a beer with his mask on and it's great everybody was super into it ryan was adless horseman um i was jennifer check from jennifer's body um which i had to do a lot of explaining of and of course because it's my own damn halloween party i played jennifer's body because duh, you have to do that yeah
0: um, which was awesome and no, everybody's was,
1: like oh i've never seen this and they all sat down on the couch and watched it because that movie's fucking awesome
0: yeah um and it's great to see how much love that movie's getting too no it was really fun The headless, and derek and i were on a beer pong team together i was a headless horseman he was Leatherface. neither of us could see absolutely anything um, my wife dressed up as chucky this year and she always kills her costumes she was great um, yeah,
1: my best friend Kate uh, came as the Baba Duke oh and she my kept God. fucking terrifying everybody. So everybody good. Everyone's like, what are you? Yeah.
0: Her gloves were the creepiest part, because she did like the long finger gloves, and so when she put them on, she was really creepy. My right dogs
1: now. were not a fan. My dog Shadow is a scared scaredy cat, and every time she walked by with gloves, he'd like bark at her and like, "What are you doing? Get away from me!"
0: Um, yeah, and then so Halloween, and then on actual Halloween day, because B lives in a house in the neighborhood, we came over, uh, me and my wife and some friends of ours came over, and we ate pizza and we watched Hocus Pocus because none of us had watched it yet. Um, saving it
1: for the day of,
0: and uh, all of our wives like. I mean, B and my wife and our friend Derek's um, wife Gina all freaked out every time there was a trick or treater. Um, they, I mean, yeah, guys, they were get that
1: many, and so we had to be really excited when they came.
0: They were really cute though. Like they were. a lot of them were super adorable. Yeah, um, yes, trick or
1: treaters are the best. Yeah, and it was really cool.
0: We saw Dipper from Gravity Falls, which I was super stoked. Yeah, I, I was like,
1: um, I know your costume. He's like, you do.
0: Yeah, um, that was really cool. So. It was great. Like Halloween as a whole just was really, really yeah, solid this it was year. Super fun. It's one of those things like I've always loved Halloween. It's always been my favorite holiday, but I think the older I get, the more I love it because you fall into these traditions and you get older and you're growing up with your friends and like the way you learn to celebrate Halloween as you get older as long like if you can do it like we do it or like do it in a way that you enjoy, it's just so fun um so yeah we did watch a lot of halloween stuff um i mean if you guys i'm sure you keep up that netflix kept you busy uh their halloween season was jam-packed with yeah. was every other day they were dropping some sort of new halloween show um so b and i both i finished she hasn't finished yet but we both jumped into chilling adventures of sabrina i'm sure you guys have heard a lot about it at the very least um we both ha- ran into the same problem where we didn't get like B's not far enough in I didn't get like hooked in like I was like I loved it I was like the ambiance is great it yeah. feels like fall good vibes yeah like such good vibes but I didn't get like s- it didn't hook its claws into me until like episode 5 and mm-hmm. then I just powered through the rest of the series um and I wish B had finished because I want to talk about the end of it uh, we will
1: talk about it next episode I'll finish because I had a very witchy month.
0: Yeah, people are like witch themed.
1: And I know I had told you guys that I started Coven, but I just, I needed to finish it. I started watching and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, nah, I got to get back to Coven. And holy shit, is that season so good. I absolutely loved it whole way through. There was no stalling. Every like development and twist in this season I wasn't like, okay, now I'm bored. Or, oh my god, why did they do that? It kept being good.
0: That's the first season with Robert Roberts in it, right? With Emma uh, Roberts? Uh, yes. Okay. And Taysa Farmer goes in that one, too, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: So good. It's excellent. If you jumped around on American Horror Story like us and you haven't done Coven, do it. Because, especially if you're a Murder House fan, it's right up there with Murder House. It's so different, obviously, because... Mm. Even though you have the same actors, they do different stuff. It's still hella
0: disturbing and dark. Well, it's like heavily uh, like voodoo themed, right? There's lots of Uh,
1: well there's a whole voodoo section. They get okay. into the mythology of not just witches and Salem witches, but then voodoo witches. Does it take place in awesome.
0: Louisiana? It's in New Orleans. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought.
1: Okay. Um, so excellent raving, got me super witchy. I watched The Craft. Oh, I love The Craft. Oh my god. I mean, I love that movie. I've always loved that movie, but I guess I'd forgotten that Skeet Ulrich was in it.
0: I honestly did too, because when you told me you're like Skeet's in the cross. I was like, "Yeah."
1: Really? I,
0: like but you it's, you just don't it think has been like that. five or six years. Since yeah. Been, right? So I don't and you know. don't
1: really think about that. And I just, I just feel a little robbed because he would have been my like number one ultimate teenage like heartthrob, and now I get him in Riverdale, which fine by me. I mean, him and Luke Perry in Riverdale. I'm really yeah. okay with it. It's just really great. And you know, I text my friends Lo and Kayla, who are both big Riverdale fans, and we watch like pretty much the night it comes out or the next morning, and then we talk about it. I text them after watching the latest episodes. Oh, this I'm caught week. up.
0: Yeah, by the way, I watched oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I text them and I was like, So I think you know you're getting old when you watch a teen show and you're more attracted to the dads than you are to like the stars.
0: Yeah. Because well, I mean, that's KJ where I'm at. like 19. No,
1: he's too young. Yeah. I'm like, Cole's Cole? older, at least. He's my age. Yeah. Which, as like being a girl, normally you're not super attracted to guys your own age. Um, so he's I can Cole's attractive, but KJ, baby. Oh baby. yeah. Can't do it. Too Especially young for him me. playing jail like bait.
0: hella square ass Fred Anders. Oh my god. I yeah. love that episode though. That I episode, told you it's yeah. like it can't pick a decade it wants to yeah. exist. So in. the
1: newest episode of Riverdale had which mo- a lot of shows di- do, Gossip Girl did it, where they give you an episode that flashes back to the parents mm-hmm. in the show when they were in high school. And Riverdale did it, but instead of like giving it a, like, a spin-off opportunity, they had the main stars play mm-hmm. their parents. Which I loved. Which I was love- awesome. I loved it. It couldn't decide if it wanted to be Breakfast Club or, like, Saved by the Bell. Like, it was super 80s the and 90s. The intro was so
0: Saved by the Bell. The intro was Saved and, like, by the, the Bell. And, like, the music kept yeah. being, like, and I'm, like, this is, like, 90s, yeah. like, sitcom or, like, 90s era teen comedy music. But like, then,
1: can't. like, super, like, eight. so even the dressing, because it's supposed to be the 90s. The parents aren't that old. Um, I think it's supposed to be the early 90s. So
0: I couldn't figure it out because, like... Alice says like oh and everything smelled like Keen spirit. I'm like Nirvana reference? That's like definitely early yeah Yeah. that's early 90s Uh but then they're playing like AHA and stuff I'm like well this is fucking hard 80s like I don't understand.
1: Definitely couldn't decide if it wanted to be an 80s or uh, 90s throwback.
0: Ash said the same thing she was like but their parents aren't that old. I'm like actually though all the actors who play their parents are in their 50s.
1: Uh, Or 40s.
0: So if those people like you gotta think like The actors or the characters at our age, like high school age, if their parents were that old, they probably are 80s.
1: So let's, let's like uh, be hypothesized. Yeah. So the cast is 16. Their kids are supposed to be 16, right? They're like juniors. They're like sophomore
0: juniors. Yeah. So So let's say
1: their parents all had them at like 25.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That would make them how old? 41. 41. Which would have put them in high school
0: um 10 23 years ago which would have been it's 2018 so the 90s yeah yeah so but it's weird because they do a lot of 80s stuff oh they
1: do i think it's supposed to be the 90s but then i mean um anthony
0: anthony michael hall michael hall
1: plays like the vice principal or principal principal yeah and it's a br- obviously a breakfast club detention setup so I think
0: that's what it is too is it yeah. supposed to be 90s but paying homage to the 80s yeah. um so yeah Anywho. but it's great it's, it's a great, so great yeah and that
1: show it's like ridiculous It's so ridiculous they can do whatever the fuck they want and this year they're getting into like
0: dude they're hardcore leaning towards like Sabrina like uh-huh. obviously they know Sabrina's on a different network CW decided not to pick it up and put it on Netflix but they're playing, Goblins and gargoyles, G and G instead of D and D, and it's like really close to actual magic. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's and so then there's absurd. a cult, guys. Yeah. There's a cult this season, and there's a gargoyle king, and he's like this big. It's like, like it's crazy. Team
1: True Detective.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. guys. It's wild. guys definitely pair it up it. with Sabrina. Yeah, um,
1: and there is a Riverdale character that makes an appearance in this first season of Riverdale. Or in Sabrina, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to miss. But if you've wa- if you watch both shows and you didn't notice that, look it up. There is a yep. character from Riverdale which that was throws timelines like
0: really weird and wild. Yeah. Um, I don't because really what cool. the fuck
1: they don't care. They're just like, oh yeah, we've yeah, got all these attractive care. young people. Let's all try and get them together.
0: Yeah, um, I I mean I watched Apostle as well, which is on Netflix. Um, it kind of snuck in under the radar. Uh, because Sabrina came out and it came out like the same weekend as Halloween which came to theaters um, which both B and I saw but we're not going to get super into because spoiler alert we're covering Halloween 2018 for our next episode uh so that's gonna be a lot of fun but so Apostle is Gareth Evans who directed the new American Godzilla movie that came out like two three years ago now and he also directed The Raid which is a Korean action movie that was very very big and like that circle um and it stars dan stevens who i adore he was in the guest if you've mm-hmm. never seen it he plays beast in the beauty and the beast live um live adaptation that disney did or he's um in legion um he's the main yeah. character in legion uh and he's he, in that show yeah he's the main character
1: isn't he too big to be in that show?
0: You'd think so, but no. Um, he's very attractive, first of all. Uh, after I saw the guest, I was like, this guy should be James Bond because he is super attractive. Um, he's still attractive, attractive in this movie. Definitely watch it. It's weird as fuck. Um, it starts in like this direction, and you're like, oh, this is, a, like, basically this guy comes back from being a missionary, and he's lost his faith, and he finds out that his sister has joined a cult. And his dad gets, like, a letter from his sister that says, like, she has done something, like, against their their wishes. And unless they pay a ransom, they're going to kill her. Like, sacrifice her. So he goes to save her. And then, so it's, like, this weird cult movie. And then, like, halfway through, it gets fucking crazy. Like, totally different direction. Like... It's really, really out there um, in a very good way. Super, like, hyper-violent movie. Um, definitely worth checking out. It's one of those movies that, like, I really enjoy with Netflix. Did you see
1: it in it's, theaters? No,
0: it's Netflix. It's a Netflix oh. original. Um, and it's one of the reasons I love Netflix because, because they don't have to do these theatrical releases. They can take chances on movies that maybe wouldn't hit with, like, a mainstream audience. Yeah. Um, because... It's it feels like Dude. a 70s horror movie.
1: Netflix is fucking crazy. I was like on their homepage and saw Chris Pine. Oh yeah. And I was like what are you doing Chris Pine? What is this? And yeah. then I saw it was a Netflix movie. I'm like that's fucking
0: yeah you're chris pine you're in wonder woman and you're starring in the, you're
1: captain kirk
0: dude jonah, like, jonah hill and emma stone are like sure we'll do a six episode mini series for netflix like dude, it's, it's crazy what they're doing nowadays
1: like whatever they want basically. yeah no
0: seriously whatever they want i mean their money is just like what they're throwing money out there they don't even care anymore. i
1: don't and we don't have to divulge into this but i'm like super curious about i don't understand how they make money Not i don't anywhere. really get it mm-hmm. Like it seems like they have to spend like way more money than they could possibly get from like ten dollars subscriptions. And I think about like Shutter, a much smaller subscription service. I'm like, how do you pay for this shit? Like, where's your money coming from?
0: It's got to be like one investors, people going like, okay. Well, yeah, but
1: they have to be getting that money back.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean get subscriptions it. are like eight dollars a month. Yeah, how somebody, somebody
1: have? explain it to me. Okay. anybody yeah. know how that works yeah reach
0: out to us how are streaming, streaming sites Cast? getting money yeah i don't really get it either um but definitely check out apostle if you can um i watched another like horror-ish dark comedy called arizona which was stars danny mcbride and it's actually um written or it was uh, produced by david gordon green so the same team who did the new halloween uh safe to say i did not like it as much as i liked halloween it takes place in, like, oh9 when the housing development crisis happened. Mm-hmm. And it's about, like, this guy who bought a house in Arizona. That's why I told Arizona. He bought a house and, like, the market crashes. So it's worth nothing. And he, like, freaks out on the real estate agent and kills him. This happens the first five minutes. not, like, a spoiler. He kills him. It's Seth Rogen. Um, oh, my God. love it. And Rosemary DeWitt plays the main character. And she's, like, his assistant and witnesses it. That's why you not like it. What?
1: Because you don't like Rosemary DeWitt.
0: I don't? Uh-uh. What else is she in?
1: You tell me that all the time. You're like, I don't really like her.
0: Oh, yeah. She was the mom in Poltergeist. I don't really care for her. She's fine. I but like her. She's whatever. But, like, the movie itself, they kill a dog in it, and I just can't. Oh, I saw that tweet. I just can't do that anymore. Did you finish it? I did. I Like, the next day, I just finished it, because yeah. I had, like, 15 minutes left. But I was just like, so I, I warning, seriously did just that really it like, Yeah, It's a big, you. like, kind of no for me at this point. Yeah. It's almost entirely... The more I watch movies, like the more I've realized how unnecessary it is. It's always like to portray like they're a bad person, and I'm like, I understood that already. You didn't have to kill <laughs> mm-hmm. a dog, mm-hmm. and also since owning a dog, like having a dog, I can't anymore.
1: How are you gonna feel when you watch horror mo- movies after having kids? I, I don't own know. a kid. And I don't know. Killing a kid.
0: It might be a little different. It might be. I mean, they talk about it, like Elric says all the time, like, ever since he's had kids, it's hard to watch certain horror movies. So
1: what is it? And so even- Hills Have Eyes, my mom said that she she went and saw the remake, and the baby doesn't die no, in that, no, no, but no. is put in a lot of ter- situations, like, yeah. Really terrible situations, and my mom likes horror movies a lot. She went to the theater and saw it. I was too young at the time, um, and she's like, no, mm-mm like, I don't want to see that shit. That should not be on TV. Like, that. Yeah, just, there are
0: certain things that yeah. are rough, I think, and, like,
1: it'll be interesting to see in the transition yeah. when, like, we have kids, mm-hmm. like, how we feel about stuff. I mean, luckily, things.
0: like, that's still kind of a taboo area in most uh-huh. horror. Most. Uh, yeah, most. So. Most of
1: the shit we watch. We're not that adventurous. Yeah.
0: Um, and then the last thing I'll touch on before B gets to her stuff is, uh, completely out of the horror realm, but Super My Realm, which is teen romantic comedies, which is one of my all-time favorite subgenres. If you guys didn't know, 10 Things I Hate About You is one of my all-time favorite movies ever. Um, So I watched All the Boys I've Loved Before on Netflix, if you guys haven't seen it. I raved
1: about it a few episodes back.
0: It is fantastic. Um, It's
1: so much better than it you. It should be, or you think it's going to be. It definitely,
0: again, with Netflix, like, it feels like a theatrical release. It actually reminded me, I don't think you've seen it yet, it reminded me a lot of Love, Simon. Oh, yeah, um, I haven't
1: seen that yet. Which
0: was also very, very good. Um, But it reminded me a lot of Love, Simon. Um, I can't remember who wrote it, but Elena Condor plays the main character. She played Jubilee in the X-Men movies. She is so good. And then, what's his name? Noah whatever
1: oh noah sentinio yeah
0: sentinione or whatever sure. super italian last name he was so charming like mm-hmm. so israel brosard from happy death day is in it and i thought he was going to be like the main boy in it because yeah. he's the like, main boy well he's like the he's like the kid yeah. that she's in love with or like think she's in love with the
1: neighbor boy
0: and then like noah whatever plays like the jock popular kid um so i thought israel and which by the way took me like half that movie to be like that's the guy from happy death day i
1: didn't notice until i was done and i saw his
0: name you know why i swear to god in that movie they film him to look shorter
1: he also looks like a teenager in that movie, and I never thought he looked super young in Happy Death. No, Day. he looks like he a looks like a college student, and this one he looks like a high school student. Yeah,
0: they uh, so he, props to him. And they also transformed him. Yeah, they're developed. They took uh, off years. Uh, like, whoever is doing like costuming or makeup, or whatever. Um, basic premises, and like, be covered it on one of our uh, past episodes. But the basic premise is uh, that. <laughs> Just so you guys know, B's husband has been checking for us to make sure the camera doesn't lower. He's our video producer. It's just very adorable. Um, the basic premise is she writes letters to all the boys that she's had feelings for as, like, a just a way for her to, like, understand her feelings. Yeah. And keeps them in a box while well, the letters just get delivered. It's like, journaling,
1: basically. Yeah. But...
0: Um, the letters get delivered, and it, like, changes her life. Um, uh-huh. And it's just super adorable. It's... Very locked so it like she's so vulnerable but likable and like realistic. It's incredibly realistic to me of like how high school actually feels. Cause, yeah, because like I mean yes, I love ten things I hate about you. High school's not like that. Um, I mean that movie's based on a Shakespeare play. Of course, high school's not like that. But like nineties nineties high school movies are very like outrageous. I feel hey. like sometimes like when you watch American Pie, you're like this shit did not happen. But when I watch things like Love Simon or like um, To All the Boys I Love Before, I'm like, yes, this is a more accurate portrayal. Yeah, this, this of how I can relate was. to more. Yeah, this it feels it still like plays more like my experience. The stereotypes of like the popular crowd and this and this and, and this. And they're all
1: really attractive, and none of us looked like that in high yeah, school. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, but the thing is, like, those stereotypes exist for a reason. No matter what anyone says, there are fucking clicks in high school. And this doesn't do like the super outrageous, like, mean girls, like, clicks of like where it's like very distinguished but like you know they're loose and like they exist i don't know i loved it if you exactly. haven't seen it definitely go check it out if like that's your thing um yeah
1: janelle Parrish plays the older sister she um, was my least favorite okay part. so that's everybody's complaint is her and not because people we don't like her as an actress
0: no because her two sisters are full-blown like chinese-american yeah. right chinese-american or japanese
1: um uh, korean
0: I didn't think so. Uh, I'll look it up like you Remember, it's
1: like Korean yeah. yogurt. Anywho, she's 30. She's been, she was on Pretty Little Liars. She's been playing a teenager like 10 years ago. And so it's really hard to believe her as an 18-year-old going away to college. You look at her and you go, no, she's easily at least 25. Like, she looks young for her age, but not that young. So that's the only thing, like, I love her. But it was hard. And a couple other people had that complaint. Like, what was the hell was up with Janelle It felt Parrish? like
0: she was adopted. Um, Vietnamese. Uh, at least that's what Lena C- Condor converse. I think is,
1: in so. the movie, they're su- supposed to be <clears throat> Korean.
0: Um, also, John Corbet is in this movie. And I love him. I love him so he, much. He needs to now fully embrace dad role. Because oh, yeah. Because I'm is all for a it. a fantastic dad in this also, movie. So he's
1: so attractive. He, like so attractive.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: my big fat greek wedding that is iconic classic but sex in the city you guys
0: people like him and luke perry and ski ulrich make me excited to get old because i'm like if i oh, can maybe you'll have
1: an older glow up oh
0: yeah like like a glow glow up yeah because i feel like i have glowed he's glowed up. up yeah if you saw me like Ten years ago, very yeah. different. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping because, like these guys, I look. I'm like, how are you more attractive than so you were ten years attractive. ago?
1: It's a male thing. Yeah. I'll get uglier. You'll get more attractive.
0: <laughs> cool. Good to know. Um, B, what do you watch? A bunch of shit too.
1: I watch a bunch of shit. Um, I so yeah. In Halloween, we watched Rob Zombie's Halloween after we watched Jennifer's Body on actual Halloween, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it in a while. Um,
0: <laughs> that movie. If if you have friends who are not into horror movies. Like don't watch a lot of horror movies. That is a very interesting movie to watch because
1: that's what we did.
0: Yeah, and
1: everybody was just really confused.
0: Everyone was very shocked by how wow. brutal it is.
1: They're like, "What happened to the baby? Where's the baby? Where's the kid? And is like, that the kid?" And like, just I'm also like, also, like how
0: graphic and violent and like her. Fr- so her friend Kayla, I mean our friend Kayla, but like it's one of Bee's very close friends is one of my favorite people to watch horror movies with oh, because she literally. Will-
1: she'll be like okay i'm just gonna close my eyes yeah see. she
0: like can't deal like she like literally can't deal yeah. with like some of the more graphic stuff yeah. and like she she'll also she'll just be like i don't understand why this is happening and i'm like because he's a murderer and she's like but why yeah it's uh, great. it was and pretty- her tolerance
1: level has gone way up oh yeah she, like text me and she's like oh i'm so proud of myself guess what i'm watching she watched um with her dad on halloween i think um Halloween Curse, the one I haven't seen. The one with um, oh six, yeah,
0: yeah, with the, a, the curse. No, yeah, the the crappy one.
1: The one with um, you know,
0: with Paul Rudd. Yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She
1: watched six, and she's like, well, "Well, have you seen this?" And I'm like, "Actually, that is the one Halloween movie I have never seen." And she's like, "It's not very good." And I'm like, "Nobody thinks it's very good. It's okay,
0: honey." I don't know anyone who thinks it's good. Like, even I mean, I people, love Paul Rudd. Yeah. Oh, everyone loves Paul Rudd. True. Um, so but universal
1: yeah, Rob, fact everybody loves Paul Redd.
0: Yeah. And he's another one who gets more attractive the older he gets. Mm-hmm. And still somehow looks young. Uh, yeah. But Rob Zombie's Mystery. Halloween is. Ra- I like it still. Uh, I like the finale a lot. Uh,
1: that's all I'm going to say. We're done talking about that movie for now.
0: All I can say is I really appreciate that Rob Zombie was gutsy enough to take something as iconic as Halloween and try to interpret it as his own. Because mm-hmm. that's ballsy. Like, that's. You. I mean, it's Carpenter. Like I would, I if I were a director in Hollywood, if someone was like, "Hey, you want to remake Carpenter?" I'd be like, "Fuck no, I no don't way. want to touch mm-hmm. anything Carpenter mm-hmm. did because mm-hmm. it's perfect." So yeah, props to him for that. Yeah,
1: um, I then got Sleepy Hollow, which is one of my absolute favorites. I love Sleepy the Hollow, Tim Burton. Um, it's so good. Christina Ricci,
0: Christopher um, Walken. Oh my god! I love,
1: I that, love that movie. If I weirdly feel like that movie doesn't get talked about enough,
0: it you know what? It goes through phases. What like, I feel like there will be years. Are we in a low ever... phase? Yeah, because I, feel I feel like feel there, like there years talks about that movie. Well, you know why? Everyone's like Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp fatigued. Tim Burton fatigued. Um, but but like, that's
1: like one of his best. Oh,
0: uh, top maybe three, easily for me. I don't know. I don't know my Tim I Burton love list right big now, but. Fish.
1: I love Big Fish. That movie is I so good. That movie. But, like,
0: Big Fish and, Tim, uh, and Sleepy Hollow, to me, are the Tim Burton aesthetic that works. The world he builds. Yeah, like, the way he's able, like, Edward Scissorhands leans a little too heavy into it. I love Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, like, I think
1: Sleepy Hollow is better.
0: Yeah, I think so. But I love that movie. I think Edward Scissorhands leans just a little bit too much into that, like, really Tim Burton, like, hey, I'm Tim Burton. Um, but, like sleepy hollow is the perfect balance it's like just weird enough like there's little scenes like when he has those glasses that yeah. have like 900 uh-huh, different things like on them yeah like i love all of that and i love what like when the like when you see Christopher walking as the headless horseman teeth. oh his teeth yeah his teeth. i love it um oh it's so good and it's it's like oh like you forget it's a dark comedy it's yeah. like very funny
1: there's a lot of funny parts in it, and it's very gothic. And I've just so come to realize after I finish that that I that's becoming like one of my favorite subgenres. Oh, gothic um, horror! Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Penny Dreadful is coming back, you guys. Yep. Um, and I could cry. Like yeah. it kind of makes me want to cry. I'm really emotional these days, anyways. But that really makes me so happy because yeah. that show's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got butchered because they had to end it really quickly. Uh, so Sleepy Hollow it's been a while since you've seen it, or if you have like Tim Burton fatigue, like watch it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yep. Um. And then I watch Adams Family Values, which I went years without watching the Adams Family movies because I'd seen them so much. And like the they last... used to
0: be like every day on Hollow like around Halloween time, yeah. they were on every channel all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the last Halloween, I watched them, and I was like, man, you know, I really like these movies. So I watched it in the background, and then, of course, I watched Monster House. And just shout out to our friend Aaron who watched it for the first time. Finally. Finally. And like.
0: Of course loved it. Loved it. Got to appreciate
1: um, what an like excellent children's horror movie it is. Mm -hmm. And family movie and Halloween movie. Yep. And it's fucking creepy. Yeah. It's a little scary.
0: Even still. It's very perfect gateway horror.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's it's a
0: masterpiece. mm -hmm. And like
1: Paranorman I think Mm -hmm. is a
0: Better movie. Mm-hmm. Um, They're like but, neck and neck for me. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think Monster House, um, because it's set on Halloween, um, gives off those like Halloween horror vibes better. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then what did I finish off with? That wasn't during Halloween. Oh, so docs I watch a bunch of witch stuff. I watched Scream Three because, as we talked about in our comfort horror, that's the one I've been leaning towards lately. And it was great, as usual. And I'm really coming to love that one.
0: And I, I mean, I love Scream 3. I just don't, like, I don't see it ever surpassing my order, you know?
1: Oh, but, it's not. No, yeah. it's not ever going to change my order. Yeah. Um, but it went from being one that I never really watched to being one that I'm watching probably the most right now. Because I haven't seen it as much, I think. Yeah. Um but I yeah, I love the setting and I love
0: and it's just like full tilt like it's Wes being like, I'm gonna get meta on meta. Like we're gonna and make he's so a good movie at that. Based, Oh yeah, he's the best at it.
1: So I love it. Um I could we'll dissect it eventually and I'll get into like what people don't like and why they should see some good things. And I agree with some of the stuff, but overall I think it's a great entry. It's a great I movie. think it
0: can definitely be said That poor Courtney Cox never has good hair in the Scream movies. I
1: know, and she's gorgeous. Not Um, fair. Yeah. And then, okay, so my last witchy thing, and then I'll finish off with a very non-horror-related thing, is Legacies from the CW started two weeks ago, and if you don't know what that is, it is the new (laughs) Vampire Diaries spinoff show.
0: The second one now. The
1: second one.
0: After the originals. So
1: Vampire Diaries first aired in... Two thousand nine. Eight, nine, in that range. I was still in high school. Yeah. Which wasn't that long. Ten years ago
2: almost. (laughs) Um
1: (laughs) so Vampire Diaries aired in the late aughts and then spawned the originals. And this is a Kevin Williamson created show. Um and now they have legacies. Um, Vampire Diaries ended two years ago, last year originals just ended, and so this season they're starting legacies which is a boarding school um, for the supernatural teens. It's. Do I need to say anything else? It's
0: everything I love.
1: I mean, I don't need to say anything you else.
0: In One, boarding school setting for me is always like 100% go. Um, you add in some supernatural shit in there, and I'm like, yes. Like, one, that's why I love Harry Potter. Like, absolutely. And then any other show that's ever done it or movie that's done it, I'm like, yes, please. Like, I love... It's all the boarding school stuff with sabrina i'm like yes like yeah. i would love like just go back to watch. yeah go to the school it's great yeah. so uh i haven't watched it now B has convinced me to get through vampire diaries because i fell off probably like season three. yeah
1: and if you're a kevin williamson fan um he d- vampire diaries is really good i didn't get into the originals Um, it just, that was actually like one of my least favorite storylines in the vampire diary. So it just wasn't for me, but I might revisit it. They are in New Orleans in that setting and they do touch a lot about like old sort of more voodoo and stuff type of lore in that show. Um, and I love things about werewolves and vampires. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Oh, I absolutely do. Yeah. It's great. And, um, that's why
0: I love Teen Wolf too. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and then my last thing I will say is I watched the remake of Overboard.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And I will preface this with I love the original so much. Oh, right. I own it. I have seen it a million times. Every time
0: I watch that movie, I'm like, I, I want to build a mini-golf course. Like, yeah. every time. Because I'm like, that just looks so fucking fun.
1: That is just, I but mean, I mean Golden Hawn and, and Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell yeah. together is just incredible. And,
0: and, of course, they, like, fell in love. And they've been together ever since. And they've never felt the need to get married. And they're just the perfect Hollywood couple. And I love them.
1: I love them. They're both fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like, they're so funny. That movie, still to this day, is like laugh out funny to me. And so, with that being said, adore, love the original. Um, My husband and I decided to watch the remake, which they like gender swapped. And it's like Anna Faris. And I don't really know the male actor. Is it Um, Diego Luna? No.
0: No? It's...
1: I don't know. Ryan will look it up. Yeah. But... Um, it was serviceable. It's not one I'm never gonna watch it over the original, um, but it was a nice take on the story. And they
0: Eugenio Derbez, yes, who also produced it. I don't, yeah, yeah not super
1: familiar with him. But he was in
0: a very like critically acclaimed movie called Instructions Not Included. That was like his breakthrough in Hollywood, kind of. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Eva Mendez Eva Longoria was in it, um, and Anna Ferris. Donna Faris is a star. You know, she had three girls. Um, It was good. It was. Um, And the reason I bring it up, I don't really have anything exceptional to say about the film besides the fact that, I mean, it was an interesting take. But how many Cinderella stories do we have? A million. And we're all going to have our favorite. But that doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't have one they like and one version and one interpretation. And... Overboard is a really funny story and like a really funny, um, situation and idea. So why are we pissed off that another one's coming out? Guess what? They have like a lot more like Latin culture in this, um like half the cast like speak Spanish in it like regularly um and so maybe that's going to connect and people are going to relate to more
0: uh it definitely did because it was Mexico's fifth highest grossing movie in 2018 and 34th world time yeah yeah.
1: and I know that was very important to them um and that's great and it's like an interracial couple and so it's the original overboard came out like I think 30 years ago Times are different, and there are some things that maybe not might not be like as PC about like the original that today. Um, nothing outlandish, but just the fact that the gender he kind of abducts this woman. Um, you know, like when you really think about it, yeah. it's kind. Of, I mean, that's how I feel about Beauty and the Beast. I'm it like, is that's kidnapping. a little weird. It's a little he,
0: Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, he
1: kidnaps her, and then she falls in love with him. Yeah. Um. So when you think about it that way, it's a little problematic, but uh. I just don't understand the whole, like, shitting on remakes things. And it never takes away the original movie. And if you don't like the remake, that's fine. Don't watch it. But don't discredit a different generation who might relate more to it or find more enjoyment out of it and i'm all for remakes me too
0: i mean if you guys listen to the show at all you know that because our favorite friday the 13th even after like rewatching almost all of them is still Mm -hmm. the 2009 remake so and we that's
1: what it serves us yeah
0: more and we love it
1: speaks to our generation we love the my
0: bloody valentine remake um so, I I I'm 100% with that's on my little that. soapbox. I never complain about remakes until I see them, and, yeah. and I'm like, if the movie wasn't good, then I'm like, oh, that wasn't a very good remake. Um, but I I have a weird stance with remakes before we like jump into the meat of this episode because I am almost I'm like 99% agree with B that like who cares if a movie's remade if you don't like you you don't like it. But there are like in my head in my head there's like this weird like little list of movies that's like untouchable like that i just feel shouldn't i don't think josh should ever be remade it just shouldn't i don't think back to the future should ever be remade mm-hmm. it just shouldn't like there are certain movies i feel that like hit at the right time with the right people that i'm like like when the thing came out i was like oh why are they remade like halloween is not a movie i feel like oh but they I should not be remade they
1: remade the thing yeah
0: and then it was like a weird prequel like reboot prequel thing but, like, Halloween is not a movie I feel like, oh, this shouldn't be remade. Because I can watch John Carpenter's Halloween and go, I could see how someone interprets this differently. Mm-hmm. But there are movies like Jaws where I'm like, this doesn't need to be interpreted differently. Like, I don't need to see the movie from the Sharks' perspective. <laughs> I don't need to, like, know more about, like... I
1: think I need to the, see that The movie. mayor
0: of Amity Island. Um, because, like, I've read the book and there's, like, a weird... There's, like, oh. a weird mob subplot and, like, the yeah when sheriff's you listen to wife. inside
1: jaws they yeah, talk about the, the sheriff's book.
0: wife is like fucking yeah. richard dreyfuss's character it's like i'm like i don't need that in my fucking movie like keep that out of there jaws is perfect don't touch it it's the same thing
1: it's perfect to you so maybe the remake can exist and you don't need to watch it either. oh
0: yeah i never will if it yeah. if it happens uh or if i do i'll be like the whole time i'll just be like yeah. No
1: you'll no, be one no. of those naysayers uh
0: but but 99 of the time i'm like yes like i love remakes i love remakes when someone's like we're remaking them like, cool let me see what you want to do with it like let me see what you're going to do differently yeah. here um
1: i mean it. there's some films that i think don't need to be remade like if but someone I still told think me if like they remake it i'll be like oh, okay if well. someone
0: was like we're remaking scream i'd be like what why but oh yeah I'd, it would
1: definitely be like well that's unnecessary yeah but i mean i'd watch it i just wouldn't to see. stop people from watching it no. or like post on Twitter i will never like,
0: shit on a movie blah, 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 just blah, for blah. being a remake blah. ever oh because i'll at least see it and then be like okay that wasn't like if you're like that's not the vision that needed to be retold mm-hmm. um so we're gonna jump into kind of like the our year overview we're
1: gonna overview our year
0: so we have been out for a year now, um, which is pretty crazy. I was actually, last night, Derek was like, oh, what are you guys doing tomorrow? Like, what movie? And I was like, no, we're doing our yearly recap. And, like, everyone in the room was like, it's been a fucking year. So we made it. We did it. Which, when we started, we were like, well, like, I remember us being like, will not it be crazy if we make it a year? Um So know. props yeah. to us. A lot has happened. Dude. Um, it's been a
1: crazy year.
0: It's been a, oh, man. It's been a it's, year. It's been a year. Um, I'll say that. So we've watched 25 movies. So just to break down our list for you, again, you can find it at keepscreaming.com slash the dash list, but we'll break it down right here. Um, Number one, and it's been number one for a very long time, is My Bloody Valentine from 1981, followed by I Know What You Did Last Summer. That's 1997. The Burning from 81. Happy Death Day, which was 2017. Uh, Urban Legend from 1998. My Bloody Valentine 2009. uh, Stage Fright from 2014 is number seven. Hatchet from 07 is number eight. Uh, Bay of Blood, which is a giallo film. Uh, our only giallo film we've covered so far from 1971 is number 9. Silent Night, Deadly Night is number 10. Um, and that rounds out of our top 10. Mm. And then um, My Super Psycho Sweet 16 is number 11, followed by All the Boys Love Manny Lane. Most likely to die at 13. Intruder at 14. The original Child's Play at 15. Hellbent at 16. Blood Rage. Uh, Curtains. Terror Train at 19. Mischief Night. 2013 version at number 20, Slaughter High at 21, Mischief Night 2014 is number 22, and then um, Cry Wolf, Girls' Night Out, and April Fool's Day are 23, 24, 25. Definitely check out those episodes if you're fans of those movies. I mean, check out all of our episodes. But if you're fans of those movies and you're going, why are they so low? Check those out because they are kind of weird exceptions that we. I mean, we talk about the in those, but like. A big part of this, like we said at the top of the episode, is examining the slasher formula. And both those movies have, like, twists where you essentially find out that no one actually died. Um, So we did evaluate them a little differently than we normally would. Because, yes, is it a slasher? Does it follow, like, slasher tropes and have similar, like, outlines? Yes. Mm -hmm. But no one dies. I mean, I think in April Fool's Day, literally no one dies. And then in Cry Wolf, like, A couple people. two? Two? I think two people. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's our full list there. Uh which is really cool. Uh there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, twenty five movies. Um there's a lot of stuff that I'd seen going into it, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of stuff I had it. And it it's been really exciting to like look and find things and be like, oh, this is something I always like had on my like list and just never got around to. Yeah. Um and then also just seeing a lot of the like being involved. B and I are both pretty involved in, like, social media, like, horror Twitter, um, and, like, we've met some truly fantastic people in the last year. Um, Aaron, because of this podcast? Yeah. Which yeah, is insane um, to me, and that's
1: something I don't think we ever expected.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. Um, Aaron, I mean, our friendship with Brennan has been truly, like, amazing, uh, the friendship we'll we've cultivated Brennan. with our producer, and he's just such a fantastic person, and, like, such a lover of the genre um very much like even more so than us of just like i'll watch anything and i'll give anything a try and i love it um and even when things are problematic i mean girls night out is one of the most problematic movies we've ever watched and he's the one who like steered us in that and direction and then it was like
1: oh sorry guys i forgot how yeah
0: oh i forgot how hell of a oh, yeah. this movie is and i'm
1: like "Whew, yeah but um, it's okay because we got to talk about
0: it. Yeah, um, and then um, meeting Aaron and um, actually like having like real fans um, at Classic Material on Twitter. I still don't know your name, but like, yeah,
1: he told us his name. Oh, did he? Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, you have literally been there since like day one yeah, somehow, it's and like incredible. always supporting us, which is incredible. The Kill by Kill podcast is like very in contact with us, which is very cool. Um. Just, there have been, uh, I am so sorry, I'm blanking on his name that we met at Keep Screaming. And he was, like, super stoked that we're doing a video episode and we need to call him out, like, right now. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm really bad. If, I'm like, I'm good with names if, I, if, like, I meet you, but you met B and not me, so I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, B's looking it up right now. Uh, but just so many, like crazy things that we never expected and like also these people uh have like been able to open gateways into horror that we like weren't aware of or like um things that we were like oh i don't really need to watch that and then like someone will be like no you really do need to watch it because of this or because of that yeah um and also we've just got to do uh, we met mick garris we met tom holland we hung out with Ryan Turek, and Elric, Kane, and Rebecca McKendry, and just crazy pipe dream shit that we never thought was ever going to happen. Um, Juventino, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm pronouncing your name wrong, please call me out. But, um, thank you for always reaching out to us, for introducing yourself to us at, like, yeah, that was, super mid-summer. Awesome. was in- insane, incredible. Thank you for, like, being excited about this. Um... Yeah reach out to B, because we'll send you some stuff. Uh, we really would love to, like, send you some Keep Screaming stuff. Uh, but it's just been such a crazy cool year. Uh, because when you start a podcast, you never really know who's going to listen.
2: Yeah.
0: And you're kind of just, like, the first couple weeks, first couple months, we're just like, we're just doing this for ourselves. Yeah. Like, we know some of our friends listen. We know Brennan listens, obviously. Yeah. But the more we go, like, consistently, like, the more feedback we get, you know, like, it, it was really super incredible to see so many people reach out to us when we had some personal tragedies in our lives they're like reach out to us which is just so powerful the horror community i fall more in love with every day um so thank you guys for just being there with us through 25 movies and we're going to bring you 25 or 26 more this year uh thanks for always giving us feedback and like ideas for what to watch
1: Yeah, it was really great because, you know, our dissection episodes, there's only so much you can, you know, say, like, we'll bring up topics that we'll have conversation about. But I really loved when we did do our comfort episode, which is something we really needed. Yeah. Um, Like we said, it's kind of been a year for us. We've had some personal tragedies this year. And, um, you know, we take solace in film and we take solace in our friendship and this podcast. Like... Those are things we love to do. Like, we wouldn't be sitting here a year later if it was a chore. Yep. It's something we truly, really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we posted about the comfort episode and we got our Facebook up and we started asking people what your comfort horror films, like, I'm going to talk about a few of those right now. um, That was incredible because, you know, we... We heard from people we don't normally hear from, and it elicited a reaction of people going like, yeah, this is what I feel safe watching. This is what I love to watch. And, you know, that's why we're here. And a lot of us do find slashers, but I loved it. So our friend Tony talked about, like, s- some really incredible classics that are his, like, go-tos, like Halloween 1 and 2 and The Thing and Alien and Dawn of the Dead. And um, Erica Mendoza-Fry who's actually um, – now my cousin, Um, it's Ben's cousin and um, I actually just got to meet her for the first time this summer and I just didn't know she was a big horror fan. Um, I think Ben made some comment like, oh yeah, my cousin Erica's into that weird stuff like you, <laughs> like when we first started dating. And then I think, um, all right, Chrissy, like her mom, let her know that we did this podcast and she's like, what? I didn't know this was you. My mom just told me to listen to it. Um, but she's been so great, Erica. Thank you for listening. And I love like all your insight. Um, so she was talking about the craft and Lost Boys, and Poltergeist, and how trick, and tr- trick or Treat and Halloween Town are two of, like, our Halloween rituals, um, and that just makes us feel warm and fuzzy, because that's just a connection, and that's a way for us to be like, yes, us too, like, that's how we feel, um.
0: Aaron, of course, reach out to us, as he always does, let us know, you know, Exorcist 3, Psycho, uh, The Faculty. Which is God a movie I wish we could cover on the show. There's so many movies you guys don't even realize that I'm like God. I wish we could cover that on the show. We'll and like, like find it next to like, you someday. Yeah, too. Faculty, Trick or Treat, Jennifer's Body. So many of them. Because we just
1: um, want to talk about them. Yeah,
0: but so somebody else, else who has Carrie, just a regular
1: horror podcast have us on to talk about the Faculty.
0: Yeah, that's why we do these. Like that's why we did this bonus episode though. Like we wanted to be able to talk about these things because you know like we don't always get to fully dive into like all of the things that we love um yeah so just thank you guys for reaching out to us and like creating a conversation with us and a dialogue with us it was really a lot of fun and like we want to do more like that we're working on some more bonus episodes like b definitely has been like doing action like checking off boxes for action movies and we want to do that one day because we know the circles run pretty close together i
1: had a conversation about action movies and i had seen like most of the movies that were talked about and i just felt really good about myself i was like what yeah i've seen that movie that's when the tunnel gets shut down and sylvester stallone has to try and escape i saw that one it's a whole new world for me yeah so we definitely
0: are going to keep the bonus episodes going because they're a lot of fun and like b said they kind of creates more of an open-ended dialogue for you guys um which is just uh, it's been cool to have um we do want to do like a couple fun things um, we're
1: really organized this episode, we are. guys. We even have talking points. I know it's
0: crazy. So we like, you know, we just read the 25 movies that we've watched with you, um, and so we decided to kind of break down and ask some questions to ourselves and discuss them uh, based on these movies. And so we have like a small list of
1: yeah, things that we break down episode by episode. We're just going to do an overall. So from the 25 movies, like. You know, every episode we talk about, like, the score and the costume Mm. and the kills, but what's been our favorite out of all of them?
0: Yeah, so our first one is our favorite kill overall. Um, And this is a hard question because I wish we had kept a kill counter on these. Um, I know if we went back, we have those notes. I have them all. But I'm interested to see what our total kill count is at this point. Um,
1: We average per movie about six
0: because it's yeah it's a lot 25 movies times 6 you know so you're up to like 150 so
1: math guys so much math this episode out
0: of, yeah out of 150 Horror kills math. what's my favorite fuck dude i don't know it's hard to even remember and especially when you watch when you watch movies a lot like they kind of blend like is that from the original my bloody valentine or from the remake and is that from child's play 1 or 2 or 3 like shit i don't really remember um i know mine what's yours uh,
1: mine is from hatchet Mm. And it is going to have to be the... Mm.
0: Ah, and the blood just and dies, the blood right? goes yeah.
1: everywhere. Mm. And, um yeah, so it is when Victor Crowley literally takes the woman and opens up her mouth and just tears it apart. And that movie, because that's what that
0: movie is. Oh, that movie is so, and I love that. Movie that
1: movie is the fucking Victor Crowley just fucking shit up in a swamp.
0: That's Adam Green going, like... Hey, you know how, like, we love kills in horror movies? I'm going to give you some fucking kills. Dude. Like, I'm going to give you some brutal yeah. ass, like, splatter punk kills.
1: And that movie falters in a lot of areas. Yes. And that is not where it falters. No. And so I felt like when I was looking over, and I went back and listened to some episodes I haven't heard from a while, I got reminded that I decided to sing in the first, like, five minutes of our Urban Legend episode, our first episode. I'm like, thank you guys for still fucking listening to us after that.
0: What do you think?
1: uh panic at the disco okay it's almost halloween
0: oh okay and you're
1: like wow b is gonna be really embarrassed that's on <laughs> like out there forever sure enough it cool. was embarrassing to yeah. listen to that again but yeah so i went back and listened to some episodes and then i was like fuck catch it man that movie and yeah it's been like a year since we watched it mm-hmm. so we watched it on my birthday yeah
0: last year yeah
1: um that kill is just all time And there's some pretty incredible kills in the movies that we've covered. But that one just... You don't forget it.
0: Yeah. It sticks with you. It's very memorable. So So I was looking over the list and there's so much I love. Um, I really... There's a lot of fun stuff in Intruder. um, Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of fun stuff in both of my Bloody Valentines. Agreed. Uh, But... For me, I had... And, like, I love theme-killing. So, like, Urban Legend and Silent Night, Deadly Night, both, like... When Silent Night, Deadly Night does go into theme stuff, I'm like... Kh. But for me, I have to, and it's a bit of a cheat, but it's that fucking raft scene in The Burning. Oh. Because that scene for yeah. me is just so, like... So I watched this um, GIF, although I, I will die on the mountain that it is GIF, but GIF of... Captain America knocking out nine, yeah, it's nine people in, like, 15 seconds. And it was like, hey, if you're having a bad day, here's, like, this gif of Captain America knocking out nine people in 10 seconds or whatever. And I was like, that's what the burning raft scene is. It's like, hey, if you're having a bad day and you're a horror fan, here's Cropsey fucking murdering five teenagers in
1: oh,
0: and 10 a seconds. Raft. Yeah, just like like so brutal. And
1: they're like and, Oh, and
0: it's so like and I mean, I just I really do love so many of the kills in like all of these movies. They're so fun. Yeah, that's um,
1: technically cheating. It is technically cheating. It.
0: But that scene is she, just like it's, it's our so it's carnage, it's mayhem, it's it's like
1: And that scene transcends the movie. Yeah. Um, it, it's become an iconic still, even if you have no idea what The Burning is. Um, you've probably seen and it's just like of that scene.
0: It's so wildly different than that any other. That doesn't happen. No, there's no slasher it movie It still doesn't someone, really so, happen. No, it still doesn't. It's like, even in...
1: There's no fucking killers that just take on five people at one time. Yeah,
0: and like, Cropsey's just like, yeah, I'm gonna... And like, it's so... Like, because at that point, it's pretty traditional slasher, POV... Killing, Stock singular, and slash. isolated, and then out of nowhere, they go to look at this raft, and out pops Scropsy and just murders that fast. Love it. I just, it's so one of the things that makes that movie our number three movie. I mean, mm-hmm. that scene alone is just it's dr- like it's it pulls that movie so much higher. I think because of daring to be different, and it's in the middle of the day, you know, like. I just, that's always I, my favorite. Love it. Yeah. I love
1: kills that take place during the day. I love any
0: horror movie that's um, bold enough to take that on. That's why The Ring always stood out to me because The Ring was and like the
1: Ruins always oh, stood out yeah, to the me. The
0: Ruins is good too. The Ring though, like I just love like so much of it happens during the day. It's like they're so smart though. It's Seattle, so it's like dreary. It's like always overcast.
1: That movie fucks you up.
0: Man. I love that fucking movie. Um, favorite costume mask is our number two question here. Lots of good ones again. <clears throat> um, I immediately in my head was like, oh, Leslie Vernon. I was like, we haven't covered that yet. So not Leslie Vernon. I, sometimes I forget like what movies we have covered because we just also, if you guys didn't know, we just talk about it a lot when we're not doing the podcast too. Which
1: is why we decided to finally record ourselves. So yeah. It's like we're going to talk about it anyways.
0: This is another one I have a lot of favorites. I love like the simplicity of my Bloody Valentine. Um, I like the weirdness of Happy Death Day. I really like stage fright. <laughs> like his, oh my God, the, I love like the, what's the, the mas- mask, the Kabuki mask think i have to go with most likely today i was gonna say that's my favorite yeah it's the best i think like the graduate is a fantastic the graduate is an
1: excellent killer Mm -hmm. and it's the best costume i think on our list because it's themed Mm -hmm. but it's also deadly yeah so it's not like hindered by that and we don't get it like i'm it's unfortunate there's not a lot of Um, opening scenes in any of the movies that we've covered. It's not super common in slashers. And we have an opening scene of him building his mask. Yeah, and it's paper mache. It's a paper mache mask of the faces out of the yearbook. And then he wears that, and then he's got a fucking blade on his cap that he decapitates somebody with later on. Yeah. It's 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 fantastic. Yeah,
0: it's a very powerful costume. It is. And like something about the simplistic, like the solid color Mm -hmm. with the tassel and then that mask
1: and the mask and the fact that if you're wearing a graduation cap it is going to automatically like place a shadow like over your head and Mm -hmm. help disguise you even though he has a mask on too
2: yeah
1: um you're in a robe that's not like form fitting so it's not like it's going to give it away about your size like i have like slight issues like when I think about like I love the costume in Urban Legend but I mean there's no real purpose behind it besides the fact that it's campus and you can wear a parka and like get away with it which I like I like the costume but I also always think I'm like would she be that big in that film like you know it's not her. And, you know, it's not him, the actual killer, playing the graduate. Oh, and yeah. The graduate, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that costume's forgiving enough that yeah. you never go like, oh, that guy's huge. And then the reveal is like, oh, they're tiny.
0: Even like, I, and I love that movie, but I feel like Urban Legend does that. It does, yeah, and
1: so that's like my one of like tiny qualms with that. It's like no, the killer's huge in urban legend, yeah, very and
0: physically intimidating. Feels like like the puffy jacket is helpful, yeah, but like that killer is way bigger than a puffy yeah. jacket,
1: and she's tiny, yeah, <laughs> she's Record so tiny. tiny, yeah, um, and so that's one of the things that I appreciate about this one is it's just leans so much to that character and there's some cool costumes that are in there for sure oh yeah um that we like the cry wolf outfit yep um and terra train has some goofy stuff yeah terra train is cool they didn't use it enough but it was cool how they were taking the other characters costumes Mm -hmm. to stay disguised on the train super cool concept
0: yeah um yeah but definitely yeah i think i i just it always sticks with me it's one of like it's one of my favorite
1: Well, I can't think of Victor Crowley as a costume because that's
0: him. It's effects. And that's Kane Hodder. That's like, I mean, I love Kane. Yeah. He's amazing. So
1: it's not like we go like, oh, the Victor Crowley costume is the best because of this. It almost has to be like something that transforms the person. It almost has to be a whodunit Mm -hmm. for this category. Yeah.
0: Um, Stage um, Fright one is cool. I do really enjoy the mask.
1: I just love the like guitar singing oh liners. yeah it's just yeah. Oh. absolutely i was thinking about that i watched child's play three yesterday and i was like god i love these one-liners and then i immediately made me think of stage fright because we haven't really covered too many killers that talk
0: oh yeah the one-liners are so good in that and they're all like relevant to like oh, it's theater so it's, i love it uh best final guy or girl or guy do you have one like do you do you know um like, you have a solid one
1: I don't know if I have... I mean, I have my answer.
0: Yeah. Which
1: yeah. is... So I'm going to go with Mandy Lane. God damn it. That's
0: Mandy. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. If it's Mandy Lane. This yeah. is why we're best friends, everyone. <laughs>
1: because it's just so great. Because she plays it so well mm-hmm. as this, like, innocent final girl who's, yep. like, really been victimized by her beauty. And then uh, she turns... She uses that against all of them.
0: I feel like and Mandy it's fucking Lane... fucking great. So it is that twist is more commonplace now and it's a shame again that mandy lane had didn't come out when it did because i think it really would have been like holy shit
1: yeah because you can think of scream 4 yeah and like other things yeah i've definitely
0: seen a lot of stuff where like that's the twist like the girl was in on it or the girl was doing it but like something about that movie um i think jonathan levine right directed it uh Mm-hmm. She is, Amber, and Amber heard herself, like, she, it's such an empowering role. It is. Like, she's a fucked up person, don't get me wrong. But, like, it's a very, like, powerful We're Not making
1: her a hero, but. No, no.
0: But she is, like, kind of an anti hero, uh-huh. a little bit. She is, for sure. Yeah, because it's like,
1: these she's her she
0: pervy guys, misogynistic, mm-hmm. sexist people,
1: yeah.
0: and she decides to just take it a little too yeah. far. Um, but Mandy Lane is definitely for me too. Yeah, uh, but
1: I also like honorable mention to Happy Death Day. Yep, I love um, Tree because Tree, it, her character, is super grows. So that's one of the things we really highlighted about that is you see this path of hers in that film. That is what really makes the movie is Tree's journey mm-hmm. uh, to becoming a better person because she's a fucking bitch in the beginning yeah
0: and you're like that movie does such a good job of character arc which i always feel like character arcs are hard to do in movies um like Mm -hmm. we got lucky we have four screams we see like Sydney Sydney's. grows so much as mm-hmm. a person. Um, but, like, to do... Be able to do it in a movie, I think, is very challenging as opposed to, like, a TV show. And Tree's arc is very consistent and well done. In 90 minutes. Yeah. Um,
1: no, it's great. And she turns into, like, the bitchy sorority best friend character into this badass no, I'm tired of dying every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna figure this shit out.
0: And also makes it a better person. Yeah. Makes her a better person. Uh... I also, Julie, of course, I love from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Because um, she's Julie and I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Why are you doing this? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Running, screaming <laughs> in the air. Uh, best score. This is a hard one. As you guys know, if you're uh, avid listeners, I kind of forget scores a lot.
1: Because mm-hmm. the
0: score really has to stand out. I have a score that stands out the most. It's not I, told
1: the, him, I told him it was his favorite. It's
0: not the best. But Slaughter highest score. Boink, 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 boink. Boink 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 Uh real good. Real solid. Now
1: I'm so happy that's on video because every time he sings it, I have to watch him do that face. <laughs> so now you can see it too. Because he's always like Yeah I, always, I do You're always do an it animatronic the... in Disneyland.
0: <laughs> um I don't know. <laughs> do you Is remember it, any of the I remember the burning. Um I remember I, re- I weirdly remember my bloody Valentine from the remake. You liked
1: Intruder and I didn't. I remember that. Well, Intruder
0: super like synth eighties heavy, which I love. Also, really random. Um, man, the ones that stick out to me are like the weird ones. Like uh-huh. I thought Terror Trains was weird. Uh, I thought Slaughter Highs was weird. Um, I re- I mean, I like all the boys love Manyland and my Super Psycho Sweet Sixteen because For their
1: soundtracks because their
0: soundtracks are the scores essentially. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Which does a very good job. I don't of. know What's yours. Um,
0: so this is I not my forte.
1: My favorite score is actually 2014's *Mischief Night*. I think it's the best out of the films that we covered and did like an incredible job of switching tones because that movie switches tones a lot um, and goes in a lot of directions and plays like the *Mischief Night* homage a certain way and then plays the her running scared a different way and then her empowering herself a different way and i think that really turned that film into you know it's a low budget horror film and really made it a step above what it was um i think the score and the cinematography in that film are exceptional um but i will say um happy death day has some of my favorite score moments Um, One of my favorite scenes in that film is where she's in her dorm room Mm -hmm. in the very beginning. She's like barricading herself in. And she's barricading herself in and she goes to look in her bathroom. And the score by Bear McCreary on that is exceptional. And that's a fun, funny horror movie. Um, and I feel like people feel like it's similar in vain to scream where you're not necessarily afraid of Ghostface, yeah. but they do a really good job of making you anxious in that scene. And that's solely based on the score, um, which I think that's incredible.
0: Um, yeah, Bear McCreary, if you guys haven't like heard his stuff, he's an up and comer. And he's very, very talented. Um, I love he's, his name. Yeah, he's really big in the video game world, too, which is where I, like, know him from because he did, like, God of War and stuff. He does a
1: ton of genre stuff.
0: So much genre stuff. Um, he did the new Hellfest. He's done a lot of the Cloverfield movies. He literally did, like, 10 Cloverfield the Lane. The
1: Boy, The Forest.
0: Uh, yeah, Knights of Badass, known by Joe Lynch. Long Everly. Two. Yeah, so he's, like, heavily involved in the genre. Um, and so, you know, it's always... It's always good to see one of the good old boys because we have, like, those old school guys. But, like, I feel like...
1: Bear McCreary is a name you're going to hear Yeah, a lot for of. sure.
0: Um yeah, yeah really I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, probably yeah. The Burning. Yeah. For me. Uh, it's the one that sticks out the most. But Happy Death Day is really high up there. Even when, mm-hmm. like, I was thinking about this, I was like, which one did Bear McCreary do? Because I know I like mm-hmm. all of his work. Yeah. Um, most interesting trivia learned. Uh, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of the stuff just behind production on All the Boys Love Mandy Lane was really interesting to me, Mm -hmm. because it got shelved for so long. Um, The Burning, same kind of thing, but in like a worse way because of the fucking Weinsteins. Yeah. Uh the some of the my bloody valentine stuff was just funny like the canadian stuff and like uh-huh. how the, how, the original yeah. yeah and how the guy went on to make like a documentary about geese yeah, or some and he's shit he's like a
1: very like award-winning director but of like random like
0: canadian yeah so like that stuff was fun yeah um the stuff with cry wolf was fun about how like you you know um he won a contest and he mm-hmm. like there was an AOL game based on mm-hmm. it because it was like right around that turn of the century
1: yeah, i love finding out sort of the world especially mean we were around for that film mm-hmm. um, but also like we've talked about like your access to the internet yeah. is not the same and so you're not you can't easily look up now there's a fucking news article two seconds after it's um, exposed like oh this is happening to promote this movie what do you think about it like is inundated with shit like that. you A movie can't do anything without you knowing what they're doing yeah. before it even comes out.
0: I'm always very interested too with like Girls Night Out when it came out, um, and like Blood Rage. Like when movies come out and they don't they don't do well, and then they re release them under another name, but it's the same fucking movie. But they act like it's not, Dude, and they re release so it. Like that many stuff movies. Is always we've have like, to me. like a thousand fucking. It's because the '70s and '80s yeah. era stuff, um. Do one uh, that stands out?
1: Yeah, so one of my favorite things we learned is the trivia in Urban Legend where when they walk past the um, sign, that's actually the motto of the college. It's oh, the best friend did yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yep. And I love that for just the reason I said, it's such a time capsule because you couldn't put that in a movie. Now, I mean, people aren't most likely going to get out their phone in the movie theater and look something up, but there's more of a chance. And yeah. so that's such a tiny little attention to detail and nod and i love that
0: stuff. jamie blanks where you at dog yeah. someone Dude. find out where jamie is could you
1: give us another movie please God, Urban and in in line,
0: like australia Star- hey, hey Aaron, go
1: find you? him in australia yeah I, t- <laughs>
0: I tweeted Aaron, and he's like i went outside and yelled his name for a while jamie jamie where are you um, yeah, but like... I love yeah, that I love one.
1: That. And I actually really loved a lot of the trivia behind Terror Train mm-hmm. because neither of us like super cared for that movie, but I found the trivia behind it like way well, more interesting. what's his
0: face is in it? Um, The Magician. Oh, yeah.
1: It's the only film that David Copperfield has ever been in. Um, and it,
0: like all the weird stuff with that. Yeah.
1: And then it's actually a real train and they had mm. to film, um, all at night and it had to be rigged. The entire train had to be rigged with a really intricate lighting system.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the lighting. Yeah, was because really cool. it's not mm-hmm. a set.
1: It's literally a working train. You don't have room for big, massive lights. So it had all these like little light contraptions and stuff, which just blows my yeah. mind. That movie is very technically that.
0: impressive. Yeah.
1: And I guess it was because su- it was filmed in Canada. That movie like had Canada. a good score too. It did. Yeah. Um, it was super um, freezing on set because they're in a train with like no heat in fucking Canada in winter um it's snowing outside um so there's a lot of cool stuff about how that movie got made and um that I really love too and stuff that I wouldn't normally I mean I watch like the behind the scenes on stuff and but I wouldn't normally get exposed to some of this trivia without researching it and going like oh here you go and that's part of like what i enjoy about listening to other podcasts is when i can learn something and they're not just like here's the movie and this is why we liked it that's great and it's really fun to hear people talk about film and stuff like that but then i hope that you guys also gain additional knowledge like oh i didn't know that person who did the score also did the score for wrong turn too mm-hmm. i didn't know that bear McCreary did both those movies um, yeah that's and cool and you don't have to do it just by listening to us you're gaining more knowledge on these films yeah and like and it's fun appreciation
0: for a, a, it's fun for us too because it's not like we're not trying to come at you guys like we're the expert on these movies it's like we're figuring this out with you I don't know what the fuck we're, we're, we're just here so you can listen and learn if you want and you know like you will, free, right? you will learn you will learn math um <laughs> So horror math with Ryan and B. One of the things we definitely wanted to like talk about too was just like I thought it'd be fun to break down decades because. Take a
1: wild guess which one's our number one yeah. decade so far.
0: Um, as if you're a horror fan, you know decades are important because more than any genre in in film, decades I think very much have an impact on horror. Like there's a very clear definition of like what horror was like in mm-hmm. that decade. Um, so we've done one movie from the 70s.
1: Bay of Blood. Bay of
0: Blood. Um, we have done eleven movies from the 80s. That's Terror Train, The Original My Bloody Valentine, The Burning, Girls' Night Out, Curtains, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Slaughter High, April Fool's Day, Blood Rage, Child's Play, and Intruder. We have only done two movies from the 90s. I know what you did last summer in Urban Legend. Uh we have done six movies from the 2000s. That's Hellbent, Cry Wolf, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, Hatchet, My Bloody Valentine 3D, and my Super Psycho Sweet 16. And then we have done five movies from the 2010s. That's both The Mischief Nights, Stage Fright, Most Likely to Die, and Happy Death Day. Um, so 2000s and the 80s are definitely, like, our reigning champions. Um, the
1: 80s because it's the 80s and there's the 1000s Slashers. It
0: is literally And the then the 2000s age. because
1: I'm like, I can't watch another 80s movie.
0: Yeah. Give uh, me the 2000s. The 80s is the golden age of Slashers. It like, without a doubt, it will be always the most bountiful. Yeah. Um, there's, like... We could do this podcast for five years and not cover like half of the 80s. Um, yeah, we could be like an 80s Brennan, literally, podcast. his whole blog is devoted to covering slasher movies, and he's like still in 1984 because he goes year by year. So, like, I mean, the 80s are nuts. Anytime we like need like something, we're always like, Brennan, like, give us some deep dive 80s slasher. Uh, and he hasn't even given us, like, real deep dive stuff. Because some of... The, Girls' Night Out was the deepest dive he gave us. And we're like, what the fuck is this, dude? Uh... We,
1: they, we mentioned on the episode, but Ryan and I... We've done this a couple times now. We watch it at the same time, but separately. Even though we live, like, four minutes away from each other. Right. We just... I don't know. We're stupid sometimes. And we're both sitting on the couches alone going, like, what are we watching? What yeah. is this Yeah, he was like...
0: 15 minutes ahead of me, so I'd be texting her, and she'd be like, "Oh, I know. Just wait." And I just was like, what the fuck is wait. happening in this movie? <laughs> but
1: just wait.
0: So we okay. Here's the thing: 90 slashers don't exist in a, like a large amount. Um, I got. But we're
1: con- we're on a mission. Yeah,
0: I got into a conversation the other day with Michael Kennedy from the um, Queer Wolf podcast about 90 slashers, based on a tweet from Michelle Swope, who writes for uh, Dread Central. Um, who are they're both excellent like horror like genre like journalists and people um and uh, one of my writers for ghastly grinning actually um nat Remer like listed a bunch of 90s horror movies and they're like four that i was like Oh, I don't even know what that is. One was Lover's Lane, actually, that we saw the trailer for. Remember Lover's mm, Lane? Uh-huh. Um, he was like, that one. There's another one that I'd never even heard of. And then, of course, we we will get to Scream eventually. Um, and then the sequel we'll cover, uh, I Still Know What You Did. And um, Valentine is on that list. And so is, oh, Cherry Falls, which is one that we have kicked around a lot. Um, so eventually we'll get to it. But they're limited so we want to save them a little bit so Mm -hmm. like we don't want to just run out of a like 90s and 2000s movies and get stuck doing nothing but 80s so we're kind of like trying to make sure that we are being using them sparingly
1: but still filling our gaps
0: yeah 70s i think is the one we have a lot of opportunity um i think
1: we're gonna get into some proto slashers and some giallos this year yes um
0: I was very impressed by Bay of Blood, and really I really liked that movie. Yeah, and I've watched some giallos. Um, Another one of my writers, Ian West, is the biggest Giallo fan like I've ever met in my life, and God,
1: his just knowledge of movies. In oh, general.
0: dude, it's, it's insane. He his collection is absurd. Uh, like I'm so jealous, <laughs> but yeah um we would love to get we're gonna try to get him as a guest too because his knowledge of jello is nuts but like he has definitely like had a heavy influence on me with going like okay this is something i need to watch Mm -hmm. and like bay of blood um and like i really really want to do some Argento. i've actually watched Tenenbray, um which i think would be really fun to cover on the show because that movie is super good and like they're all whodunits. Like, every fucking giallo is a whodunit. Yeah. So, that's one of our favorite things to cover. And and we really want to get to Chainsaw, which is like a proto-slasher. The original Black we'll Christmas. think we'll pit Chainsaw this year. Yeah. Um, Black Christmas is in the running for our Christmas stuff this year. And Black Xmas. So, we might get to do, like, both. Another.
1: Which... We had a My Bloody month. Yeah. So. we so having a Black Christmas month.
0: Yeah. So, that would be a lot of fun. Um. So 70s is definitely something we're looking to fill out. Uh, and those proto-slashers. And we want to do some, like, one of the cool things about, like, horror journalism is, you know, like our friend Aaron, um, that we've mentioned infinite amount of times. And uh, Brennan and uh, my writer Nat, like, make very convincing arguments of, like, oh, Jaws 2 is a slasher. Or <laughs> Final <laughs> Destination is a slasher. Um, so, like, being able to be able to talk about those movies... Um, our camera guy just told us it may have drifted down a little, so sorry about that. Um, but being able to talk about those movies as slashers, uh, yeah. would be a lot of fun. and something we're looking into. just
1: 2, Final Destination.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Things that are slashers, but aren't. Yes. At the same time. Like, that challenge follow our slasher formula. tropes, but yeah. aren't
0: slasher movies. My Bloody Valentine has been number one since episode eight, uh... That's roughly 19 weeks at number one, um, or 19 movies, which would be 38 weeks uh, at number one. One of the questions we are asking ourselves is what movie do you think will break it? I don't know. It's so damn good. Um, it's so much better than I even remember it being, going in and, like, looking at it the way we decided to look at these things. Yeah. Like, that movie's just a spectacle. (laughs) Like, people have asked us, like, some of our friends, like, like, we have great, fantastic supporting friends and, like, very supportive, like partners um and we got really lucky and they talked to us about these things mm-hmm. and like are actually genuinely curious so like we'll get down with a group of our friends sometimes and they'll be what do you think like what do you think will beat it like what do you think is number one and like i my first thought is always like halloween or scream yeah. like that's all i see beating it honestly it has
1: to be something that is like definitive slasher because that's what my bloody valentine is oh yeah the difference is is my bloody valentine doesn't have that same sort of exposure like, fringe on being, like, big. Um, But it created the blueprint. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's going to be hard to find something that does it as... Because there's so many movies in the 80s that did... So the thing with the 80s is the, then they really followed the blueprint, but then they weren't good because they were just relying on it.
0: Yeah, it became cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah. and it
1: became a crutch. Like, mm-hmm. well, we can paint by numbers, make the movie like this. And that's not quite what's going to make it work. It will make it... It's going to make it work, but is it going to make it better than the one who invented it? No. And then we have movies that break it or challenge it. Um... But it has to do it so well that it makes the formula better. Mm-hmm. So there's like all these factors to consider. And I honestly, it's going to have to be something either we've never seen before. Yeah. And we're like, well, fuck, this really does it. Or it's going to have to be something like super iconic slasher.
0: Yeah. Uh, like the out of looking at our list, the only one in my head that I remember. I remember being like going into it and being like, this might beat it is the burning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the only one where I was like, this might beat it. Uh, I think that it is possible considering, cause I think we both ended up loving Bay of Blood more than we thought we would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it, it's not like unrealistic to think of something like Bray or like another classic Giallo movie that we're not super well versed in being really high up there and possibly being it. Yeah. Uh, but I truly do think like the only thing that will topple it is something like Halloween or Scream or, or one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um texas maybe texas
1: maybe maybe Uh, one of the fridays yeah maybe one of the fridays or it's hard to know until we get to dissecting it but i think it yeah maybe nightmare
0: um yeah something
1: big guys it's gonna have to be a big end but
0: but, because my bloody
1: valentine is so good
0: yeah but what's cool is like i look at the rest of the list like from 2 to 25 and like knowing how much it's going to get mixed up because like oh and
1: it's changed so much we used to like even with Most Likely to Die, which is just barely out of the top ten, um, it's in right in the middle, like, literally smack in the middle of our list. But in the beginning, it was kept sp- staying pretty high. Oh, yeah. Because um, it's a paint-by-number slasher. Yeah. Um, and then everybody, like, flipped the fuck out because we had Terror Train, like, last. Oh. Like, as our last movie. Yeah,
0: people also didn't love how low we had Child's Play.
1: Oh, no. You know what's crazy, though, and is so I
0: truly think sequels to Child's Play will be higher than Child's Play.
1: I think so too. Like watching I, them.
0: Like I, I anticipate Bride being pretty high up there. That's next. Um, for me
1: to watch, I yeah. just
0: watched three. I f-
1: love I'm working Bride. way through it. I uh, like
0: three. Oh, I like two and three a lot more than I remember yeah. liking them. As a, as like a teen, not a kid, but as a teen, I remember being as like, a child. I just remember being like, oh, Child's Play one's the best one. Like two and three are dumb. And then I rewatched them. like two is really good. I like two and, a lot. and three was also really good. I like the time. I'm job. all
1: about a finale, and that two finale is just.
0: And Kyle's awesome. She's such a great character in that movie. Um, What surprised us over the past year, and what are you looking forward to? Uh, I think, honestly, for me, what surprised me the most was... uh, Well, one, just getting this far. (laughs) And two...
1: Yeah, kind of what we talked about. Getting this far yeah support the support Mm -hmm.
0: and um as far as the movies that have surprised me i think it's just crazy like i look back on how i viewed movies even five six years ago and like looking now and like really going like dude i love curtains like i legit love curtains that's a great movie um i love intruder that's a great Mm -hmm. movie i fucking love silent night deadly night like Mm -hmm. and these are movies that i really truly think like as Shitty as it sounds, like six years ago, I would've been like, "eh, eh, it's too hokey, or it's too this, or too that." Like I was so critical, and it's like I'm just stoked that I'm not that critical anymore, and I can enjoy these things and like really fall in love with these. I feel like I have fallen in love with the genre all over again, which is exciting. Um, because I, I mean, I'll always love horror, but like to be able to do this and do it with my best friend and have the support of our friends is in like. Feel like I like just knowing like I've always loved these, but going in now and looking at them and like watching movies with a different view, like going in with a different purpose and going like I'm gonna watch this movie differently than I've ever watched this movie before has been like super fun. Especially for like, I mean, it's been great watching movies I've never seen like Curtains and Hellbent, um, but also like movies I've seen a million times like Cry Wolf and My Bloody Valentine and I Know What You Did and like going in and like being like oh. I never noticed this before. I never realized, like, the score right here. I never realized the costume design is excellent. I never realized how horrible 90s clothing was. Uh, Like, all of those things.
1: The biggest baby. Yeah. (laughs) It's all. I'm going to stop watching those ones with you. He can't get, like, early, like, aughts and 90s. He's like, oh, ah, ah, the sunglasses. Oh, my God. Do you see them? I'm like, yeah, I see the sunglasses. I'm watching the same fucking movie as you. Oh, don't. Go disgusting and the hair
0: just so gross oh,
1: so bad. oh he's so ugly i'm like oh my god there I are a lot of ugly you. people
0: that's another thing there are so many
1: in the 80s yeah you did not have to be as attractive as you have to be oh, now to no. be in movies no
0: and it's never the stars like jamie lee curtis of course is like so a babe but, yeah. um, but like the star of terror train the killer i'm like oh fish man over there like oh, god, stop he... sorry he's too mean i, I am i know i am i'm sorry
1: much nicer person
0: than him you guys uh and what i'm i'm just looking forward to doing this more and doing yeah. more bonus episodes doing midsummer scream again um meeting more people getting more involved in the community of horror and um just like picking 26 more movies i know because we did 26 and i look and i'm like oh these are some of my fi- or 25 movies and i'm like i love these movies and these are some of my That's favorite what I said, movies. when i
1: was like doing the research for this so i text ryan and i'm like god we've covered some hella good stuff and he's like and some bad stuff and i'm like well yeah definitely some bad stuff but some hella good stuff like these are hella good movies like i want to watch all of these movies
0: yeah i don't know how we're gonna do 25 more i look i'm like what 25 more are there and that's what i love is there's so much more there is so much more
1: no and it definitely has given us an appreciation to view films as i feel like this is our film school yep and something that both of us pondered doing many times and, you know, took different paths. Um, and so I think this is kind of our way of giving ourselves that. Like, we're going to school. We're learning about these films. Um, we're analyzing them. We're, you know, it may, I mean, there's definitely movies on this list I don't like very much. Mm, um, but I still... Girls' Night Out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I he likes um what is that movie blood rage a lot more than i do yes um but it's still it doesn't matter because i still like got so much enjoyment out of watching them yeah like even talk even if i didn't enjoy watching it then talking about it i felt enjoyment out of or reading about it there's always like some level of like education out of it that brings me fulfillment and like what more could you ask for
0: yeah talking to brennan like about girls night out and his perspective on it made me appreciate that movie much more than i ever would have mm-hmm. and all, every one of these movies even looking at like the bottom you can list, appreciate
1: it because he only likes that movie because of a lot of shirtless, shirtless men yeah, yeah i love that
0: um but looking at this list and it's, it's a valid just, reason to it's like great movie. because i look at it and i'm like even if i didn't like that movie there's not a movie that i'm like i wasted time i'm like i enjoy that i got to watch that movie talk about it and Same. analyze it um yeah so we're stoked on yeah, that and
1: holy shit to do it in another year that's awesome
0: here yes, we go lots of crazy stuff in 29 people have a baby uh, that's right guys uh we're gonna finish up so we are gonna do a giveaway uh i suck and forgot to bring all our stuff but we're gonna do a really cool giveaway so if you can what you're gonna do is uh if just give us a like on the three social medias so facebook instagram twitter
1: and then
0: and then just tweet at us um
1: well, we're gonna have you share this video. Yeah, yes, yeah. share,
0: share the video and tweet or message on Instagram. Like, write something. Um, what I would love for you guys to do is just uh, tell us what you want us to cover because this is the one year, and we are getting to a point where, we're like, okay, what do we do next? We have some plans for Christmas, so think into next year. Christmas is covered, don't worry about it. Uh, But share the video and if you can let us know
1: um, what you want us to cover. What you want us to to do next year.
0: Yeah. Um, And our giveaway is actually really cool. So we are going to give away some Keep Screaming stickers and some pins um, and maybe a couple other things uh, that we can come up with. But I have a slew of movies for you guys. Um, So The Strangers Pray at Night, uh, Slender Man, I know you might not be super stoked about that, but it's a free movie. Um, I have more movies. You're going to get, like, six movies from me. You're going to get Blu-rays. So- yeah, Blu-rays. Yeah. You're going to get, like, nice, high-quality stuff, but The Stranger's Prayer Night is definitely, like, the number one big one. Um, and the Slender and movie's Man... movie's great. Yeah, and then Slender Man's, like, brand new. Um, so, y- and we'll tweet the full list at you guys, and, like, a picture we'll make, like, a little basket for you. Uh, but... Just right here. Real easy yeah real easy to do just give us a follow share the video and let us know what you want us to cover because we want to cover the stuff you want to see Mm -hmm. because we want to see it too um it's been like like we said the whole episode it's been a blast like reaching into these like movies that we had always like heard of but never were super like into the idea of watching or even discovering things like mischief night like if mm-hmm. we hadn't been looking into movies that took place on Halloween, we never would have even known those movies existed. No. Or, you know, like, if we looked at Malcolm McDowell's Ridiculous IMDb. But, yeah, so we're this is our first giveaway. So, uh, thank you so much for a full year of being awesome. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed the video stuff. Give us feedback on that. Let us know if you like it. If you don't like it, what well, we can do to make it different. Like, B's going to do some shit that make it cool. I don't know. Yeah. Like... I used to feel like I was the tech guy, and now here I am. And I'm like, I don't know how that shit works. Just like, YouTube has baffled me. Uh, I'm like, I can do Twitter and, like, that stuff all day. But when it comes to, like, video content stuff, that's all B's husband. Like, he understands that world so much more than I ever will. But... We
1: watch movies. He watches YouTube.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, But, yeah, uh, do the giveaway. It's going to be super fun, and we want to give it to a fan, and we'll hook you guys up. It's going to be... Like, really cool, like, I mean, like, merch from us, obviously, but just also some really cool stuff for you that you'll get for free. collection. Exactly. So, we'll be back in two weeks, and we are going to talk about Halloween 2018. So, if you have not seen that movie, go, first of all, go see it, because you absolutely need to. Second of all, if you don't want to be spoiled. Don't listen. Yeah, you'll have to skip that episode, because it's going to be heavy detail on that one. Um, (laughs) We're very excited about it. Excited,
1: nervous. Our first, uh... Like, big yeah
0: like i mean happy death day we cover pretty close to release
1: no i mean like we covered child's play but this is our first big oh yeah slasher
0: yeah first like really big especially we're not starting from the beginning we're jumping to the end so that's pretty crazy um and we do have christmas stuff coming too like we said um you know black christmas month is coming we have we definitely have christmas stuff planned out and new year stuff planned out so
1: look at us all organized yeah you guys. i know took we're, us a year it here we are us a
0: year But we'll be back in two weeks, and until then, keep screaming.